Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Eyes on the Mize. My name is John. That's Ian. It me. It you. It him. It it me. It me too. <laughs> Today <laughs> is gritty, but whatever. Oh yeah, it, it gritty. I'm sorry. I'm not a huge Flyers fan. I have yeah, a different. Yeah, yeah. I have a different uh, NHL you know, mascot that I uh, spend my time adoring. A, a lesser mascot. Hey, Nash is amazing, and don't you dare besmirch their good name. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) This is not the uh, NHL mascot ranking episode. Gritty would probably be my number one, too. But (laughs) today is uh, March 10th. This is episode 140, Hour of Promise. Uh, Got a lot of things to talk about. Um, First, I mean, first off, sorry for kind of the the unintentional month-long break there. Um, Things happen. I had to take... I had to take a uh, I took a mental health day because sometimes it's important. Uh, then I was sick and I got better. And then uh, one of the things we'll talk about a little bit later is we kind of had a natural disaster in my area and I lost power. And so recording a podcast would be very difficult without power. Acts of God are a hell of a thing. They really are. Uh, before we get into kind of all those, I do want to do a quick, you know, thing. Um, as you all know, last year uh, we had a little bit of an extended a hiatus because I had my battle with cancer and uh, on day of recording or not day of recording on the day of publication of this podcast on March 11th, uh, that will be my one year anniversary of from starting chemotherapy, um, which is, it's been a, a, a hell of a year going from there to now, you know, 2019 is a year that I'm always going to remember um, for that and everything that came from it, everything that happened because of it. Um, and it's just, really great to look back on right now and as of right now f- clean bill of health nothing's popped up nothing's you know made made anything seem like it's coming back right now which is great so clean bill of health's high fives heck yeah no it was uh yeah it's definitely also been i mean not to kind of pull me to like my dad was also going through uh yeah his treatment for cancer at the same time so getting the double whammy for me was just Kind of an eye opener, but I'm really, 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 really happy that John kicked its butt and was able to be there for my wedding. No issues last year, which is amazing. And yeah, it was cool talking to your dad about the differences between how they treated his versus how they treated mine. So yeah, cancer is a butt to put it. Yeah. I mean, usually I would say something else, but doesn't quite fit the PG nature of the podcast, but it's F cancer, but yes uh yeah f cancer basically cancer um so now let's talk about kind of some public current events things um for everyone to be aware of uh as i mentioned before i kind of lost power because uh there were a there was an fe3 rated tornado um that touched down late um monday february march the night of march 2nd to the morning of march 3rd um that really devastated a whole bunch of people um yeah, i, I was, was i was flying back from reno at the time and just had no clue anything happened yeah. until later that next day i literally played D D that night went home uh passed out in bed then at twelve fifty, i get a call from one of my players saying hey you should probably take cover there's tornado sirens going off and i'm like what and then not a minute later i lost power and then I looked at the window and saw all of, like the lightning and whatever. I'm like, oh, oh. And then I went down into the garage with my roommates, uh, looked at the uh, the radar, and it was intense. There was a lot of red around us. Uh, we got very lucky. Um, we have no damage to the house. No one got hurt. Um, no damp. No property damage happened here. Uh, we just lost power. Um, we did get boxed in for a little bit because we couldn't leave the neighborhood because of the major thoroughfares had to get closed down so they could clean them up. Um, but like I said, no damage to my to my house, no damage to me or anyone else that I'm that I'm close to. Um, lost power for three days. Got it back on that Thursday. Um, but other people have it way worse. Uh, there's an apartment building that's like five blocks away from me uh, that got condemned, um, and that's not the only one either. That's yeah, pretty uh, close. It's very it's very very close. Um, like I said, we were very, very lucky. Um, there's a lot of different charities and a lot of different things, ways that you can donate if that is something that is that you're able to do, if you're capable of it. Um, the one that I would recommend is the Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee. Uh, there's going to be a link in the show notes description uh, if you want to donate to that cause. Because like I said, I told people, you know, listen, yeah, I'm without power, but it could be a lot worse. Oh, yeah, definitely. And 
in this kind of situation, reaching out with community and all that kind of stuff like that is really huge, really important. And you know, basically just support your neighbors if or other people you might know. If that's yeah. the kind of thing where you're in a situation where you can help. Remember, yeah, like, don't spend more than you can afford in your own budget. Yeah. It's it some people are comparing it to the national flood that happened ten years ago. Uh, I think the flood is a little bit of a different type of national natural disaster as opposed to the tornado. I mean, the flood caused a lot of damage, uh, but the tornado caused probably a little less damage, but a lot more severe impact, I want to say, uh, in such a short amount of time. Because, you know, the flood took days to leave downtown Nashville, uh, and the, the, the metro area really didn't get hit a whole little super hard. Germantown, which is a little bit north of uh, the downtown area, did get pretty hit pretty hard. Um, and there's like I said, there's a lot of people without homes, a lot of people without anything to do, any places to stay. Um, so if there's anything, if you're able to uh, donate, you know, money, donate to the community foundation. If you live in the Middle Tennessee area or nearby, and you want to donate your time, there are definitely people who would be willing to accept uh, the help and the and the hard work to rebuild and recover um, from this real big catastrophic disaster. Yep. Remember, time is just as good as anything else, really. Mm-hmm. If you can't afford it or budgetary wise. Yeah. The next kind of current events public thing or public matters thing, especially in a game like Magic, uh, where a lot of the high level play is played face to face, is the COVID-19 virus, uh, also known as the coronavirus. Um, it is a big deal. Uh, neither Ian nor I are doctors uh, or health professionals. I can only look at what other health professionals are recommending um, to say that this is. Uh, this is, you know, black level, black plague level is incorrect, and to say that it's not a big deal is also incorrect. Um, just make sure that you're taking necessary precautions. Wash your hands. You know, try to avoid, you know, crowded places. Oh, wash your hands. God, wash your hands. Yeah. Um, so just, just brief aside here. So I, I tweeted about this. I was at Reno, right? Walk into the bathroom. As I'm walking into the bathroom to go use a stall, I see somebody walk out of a urinal or not a urinal a or not, i walked up to your own somebody walked out of a stall just walked right past me out the door straight up yeah and this wasn't one of those ones that had a little sink in the nose a tiny stall so they left and walked i'm using urinal guy next to me finishes flushes does all that kind of <clears throat> backs away grabs his archive that he the archive the big old like key yeah. box or whatever that he had had balancing precariously on top of the urinal pipe for the first, for and it, off the bat, like okay, why? But just grabbed that, walked out. I know that because he brushed my backpack on the way out. Went to wash my hands. As I'm washing my hands, do it, wash it, grab towels, throw it away, turn around, almost get run over by somebody coming out of another stall, and then they just proceed to walk out in front of me, out of the bathroom. So, in a brief two minute stint in the bathroom or so, three people left, at a bare minimum. Seriously, you're touching other people's stuff. Wash your hands. You're shaking other people's hands. I stopped. Wash your hands. I did not. So that's another thing. I actually stopped shaking hands that weekend. I would fist bump. And then even yeah. then I started stopping fist bumping with shoulder bump because even fist bumping is still contacting hand to hand kind of thing like that. Yeah. Or forearm to forearm kind of thing like that. So there's a thing too. My wife has been teaching her kids in her elementary school music classes. Uh, they're calling it the Wuhan shake because kids out in there were starting it where basically they would kind of like tap their heels together and kind of like shake their heels. Mm. So like side, side of the foot, the side of the foot kind of thing like that. Yeah. So, I mean, Hey, it's ingenious. So if you don't want to touch yeah. it, just, just remember, keep doubly. So, uh, if you are menu, if you are immunocompromised, seriously, take care of yourself. Uh, I know I'm trying to do what I can to, minimize it as just one person so yeah take care i mean i'm very lucky right now being able to be a be almost a year out of chemo my immune system is basically back to where it was i can take i, I could take getting infected back then a year ago there's no way that I, I don't think i would be able to i would be one of those at-risk people oh absolutely you know you and you and my dad would have been severely at risk like i'm not even yeah. considering going to see my like usually i would sometimes maybe go see my grandparents or something like that over the weekend or something like that because i'm an hour three hours away from home right now and i kind of want to avoid seeing them for a little while which stinks but they're in their mid-80s and i don't want to 
be a case of, hey, I've had a lot of social interactions. I've traveled a little bit recently. I might be a non-symptomatic carrier. I don't want to spread it. Yeah. And like if, if people are self-quarantining themselves, if entire countries are under quarantine, this is a big deal. Well, it's another thing, too. So, is I also have people at my work who are still currently like six days, maybe seven days into self-quarantine from coming back from another country. So, yeah, it's fun stuff. Yeah. So take it seriously, um, but don't take our word for it. Listen to health professionals. Listen to the people who are looking into it and uh, take the necessary precautions. Yep. That said, let's talk about magic now. Yay. <laughs> uh, so the, there's been a lot of things happening in the last three weeks. Uh, there was a uh, secret layer that's come and gone for International Women's Day. There's another secret layer that's coming up on Thursday, uh, March 12th. For the four different Thalios, because they're adding her as a bunch of, and a bunch of other cards to Historic on Arena, which is great. Right, the Thalia thing still is coming out. Jesus. Yes. Um, and, yeah, so, but one of the big thing recently was we had a BNR announcement that came out. <laughs> and we're going to go as deep as we need to on some of these. Um, spoiler alert, we're not going to go super deep on many of them. Some of these cards really need no introduction. Yeah. Uh, in Brawl, Golos Tireless Pilgrim has been banned because free five mana big stuff is bad. So Golos, by the way, is the five mana, three five legendary artifact creature scout. When it enters the battlefield, you may search your library for a land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. And then for two and a Wooburg, exile the top three cards of your library. You may play them this turn without paying their mana cost. So keep in mind, he costs five, so you're probably paying five to get him out there. Plus he grabs a six land. Puts on the battlefield anyway, and you can probably play your seventh land on turn six, or maybe sooner if you've ramped, and then you can just start casting everything off the top of your library from there on to the rest of the game. It was like 10% of the Brawl meta game, and they're like, that's too much. Even for playing on Wednesdays. Rough beats, but fair. Um, <laughs> Tell me I'm three, wrong. Three, me bands, I'm wrong. three bands in Historic. Historic had this weird thing where they have suspended cards and then they're going to unsuspend cards, but they decided just to go ahead and ban Oka once upon a time in Veil of Summer, because of course they were. The big three egregious from 2019. Yep. And then they unsuspended Field of the Dead because they're adding in Ghost Quarter and Goblin Ruin Blaster and a bunch of other non-basic land hate to hopefully mitigate its prevalence. Okay. I'm, I'm honestly okay with... The fact that Oko is going, Once Upon a Time is going, and Veil are going, because those are just still egregious cards in older formats. However, Field of the Dead is perfectly fine in older formats where you have more land destruction available than just Field of Ruin. Yeah. Field of Ruin being like the only thing, I guess the only predator of Field of the Dead. Sure. Playable predator, because I think we still had some like four or five mana. Look, if you're like, able to world, like three, if you're able to. It was like three in a red land destruction kind of stuff like that look if you're able to world breaker a field of the dead cool but they probably already have three zombies yeah if not more but I don't really um historic but it seems fine yeah um we're gonna go to legacy real quick they're banning underworld breach because underworld ble breach plus lion's eye diamond plus brainstorm is really good and too good it's so like too good. So the thing is, is people actually this of all the bands, I think this is the one that kind of people are taking actually the most umbrage with because it's I I don't have the math exactly, but it's one of the literal shortest from printing to ban in a format like Legacy that's ever happened. Pretty sure it is too. Uh, basically, Theros came out. I believe, yeah, it came out. 20th? Yeah, it sounds about right. No, yeah, that's a Monday. It was like the seventeenth or twenty fourth. Basically, it was it was in that range. It's not even been two months. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It's a card that everyone knew was going to be busted. Basically, it turned Delver into a Delver Breach deck where basically you would play play Delver, you would play Dreadhorde Arcanist, and you would play Underworld Breach, and you would just have an Oops, I Win Delver deck with a Storm combo. Yeah. It's like, okay, yes, yeah, sign me up. If I was still playing Legacy, I probably would have grabbed that deck, but I wasn't. Yeah, well, Breach... Well, Breach needed to go. Um, it's, they, it's They do mention in the article, in many cases, we'd allow a new breakout combo deck sometime to see if the metagame can adapt. But as these decks were refined, it became clear from ri Rising Win Race that Underworld Breach's interaction with LED wouldn't remain problematic in Legacy going forward. So instead of waiting, like they, it took them, I want to say, a year to ban um, Dig Through Time. And it took them, I think, only three months to ban Treasure Cruise. Another thing is, too, is 
one I saw a good argument for why they did this early on is Ren and Six is a great example. Ren and Six was printed in the summertime, not banned until what January? Uh, December, I want to say, but yeah, it was, it was in the winter. For, it was around for a couple months, at least a good four or five months, where people bought into an archetype, bought into a deck. They were playing Legacy. It was the best deck to play. It's like, why are you not playing this deck? Either play that deck or play a deck that beats it. People then got, you know, I wouldn't say hose, but maybe left out to dry a little bit on once it gets banned. They're kind of, you know, stopping this and, you know, heading this off at the pass, basically, with making sure mm-hmm. that people don't buy into Underworld Breach. Now, Breach itself, relatively cheap card. Card's like five bucks. Yeah, but LED ain't getting any cheaper. Lion's Eye Diamond's about 200 bucks if you're getting a copy that's uh, maybe like 175 you're getting a copy that's sleeve playable for one of them uh, maybe four so yeah I, I still kick myself for not buying a place of those once eternal masters was announced i had a thing lined up and i just didn't pull the trigger on it and i regret it but eh. it's fine the the next card though so that's that's breach it's you know and it needed to go yeah well everyone it's better yogmoth will basically like, because it doesn't exile the card. Don't know about better, but we'll carry on. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, I'm just saying in terms of brain freeze and using that kind of thing over and over sure. again. Like, you can sure. abuse brain freeze a couple times more than you would with Yogwill, which would just exile the card. Yes. That's where I'm uh, saying but the card, unusable, but. the card that that uh, this podcast actually has thoughts and opinions hashtag on is uh, the modern banning of Once Upon a Time. So, I don't know what your thoughts and opinions are. Uh, I... Absolutely. I think you have an, I think you have enough opinions and thoughts for both of us. It's a hell of a card and I loved it. <laughs> I understood it was going to get banned at some point. I have tweet I tweeted to that effect in January that I will play once I will play basically infect once upon a time as long as Wizards lets me. And guess what? They ain't let me anymore because it's good. It is something that basically any kind of creature deck in the format was basically going skewing towards green mm-hmm. even uh the shadow decks were drifting more towards a four color traverse package or a junt straight up jund package again that was granted they weren't running the whole four they were running like maybe one or two but it's still mm. the fact that shadow is picking this card up like that's that says a lot yeah it's, it's true it's a good card the main uh use and abuse cases though for this card were stuff like well to be fair any green based combo deck uh you could say infect a devoted druid combo because dang you can dig for pieces trust me uh yeah i lost to it actually i'll I'll get to that in a little bit they also had decks like the yogmoth deck i don't know if it was running it but it's a green black based combo deck with creatures cool it's free roll basically the main main offender though was the various variants various variants Mm. of primetime decks be it the straight up old school valakup thing or just amulet style it mm-hmm. just basically let you secure whatever piece you didn't have digging for i think in my times cast once upon a time with infect this is me going off of anecdotal data that i have not the fact that it was straight busted anytime you saw a titan player cast it they were grabbing either a land or a titan or an oro or something that helped them move along their game plan for me it was oh i've got this sketchy keep of one land but one creature and I got a once upon a time YOLO. Let's do this. And yeah. I even think I, I told you one of my sample hands. I was like literally had a turn to kill solely based around the fact that I was going to guarantee myself basically getting a second land drop to secure the kill. Thanks to once upon a time. Yeah. Or it was just like, yep, cool. If, or if I had missed on the land, but it hit up something else, I could have just cast the blighted agent on turn and gone for a turn three kill. And it was just ridiculous. So Yeah. They even said so. Basically, going forward, once upon a time, posed a design constraint and making it too easy to assemble creature and land-based combinations. Land and, yeah. land and creature combo decks. It's Titan, Infect, Druid, Yogwill. Uh, basically, I think it was best in Druid, but yeah. It was... God, Druid abused that card if they wanted to. But Druid To me, Druid, though, did, did, I will say... That, that it wasn't really good for Druid, though. Yeah. I will say this. Once upon a time wins the prize, in my opinion... For a card that looks the least assuming and still is too good. Like, I'm still a little bit shocked at reading the card that it got banned. Well, and I get why I 100% get why it got banned. 100%. No complaints here or there. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like, to be fair, it is literally the first clause on the card that is the reason why it is banned. If it it didn't have the 
If this spell is the first spell you've cast this game, you may cast without paying its mana cost. If it didn't have that line, it would be a bulk rare. Straight up bulk rare. I think that... Well, A, there's a lot of cards that are, you know, green, look at the top, X or whatever, reveal a land and a creature, put it in your hand, and that's... I mean, that's as a sorcery. Look at it, uh, you, this bit, this strings. Well, not even ancient stirrings, like commune with dinosaurs, commune with nature, stuff in that stuff in that vein. Oh, yeah. Um and then um you look at um But those okay, we're, we're gonna, though. Like a little restrictions. They have a couple of restrictions. Ancient strings is colorless. Dinosaurs right. is Dinosaurs are land. Dinosaurs are land. Um Commute Nature or what's it the that's the one from OG Theros that's an enchantment or a creature, right? No, no. Commute that's commune with the gods, and that is uh, one of the green and it's a mill card. Man. It's a self-mill card. It gets enchantment or land. But anyways, not the point. Um, my point was, you know, they they bumped it up to two mana for, for it being an instant. But I think, like, answer me this question. Would you still play it if it costs two and a green? No. It was free the first time and then it was two and a green the second Heck time. no. Here's, okay. Here's why. I think, I think, that's, I think that's what it is. Yeah. One other thing. Is, so it's basically because nothing feels worse than needing something. And top decking a once upon a time when you need anything but a once upon a time. Yeah. Because if it's like, I've got three mana and I have to use two of that three mana to maybe find a creature or a land card, sure, this could have been a pump spell. In I, I, I replied to somebody basically saying, I think this was, here, here's my hot take, it was more broken than Gataxium Probe only as the first spell of the game you cast. Sure. Because I would agree with that. It essentially let Infect run 56 cards. Granted, we might not. Yeah. We didn't shave the land like we used to, but whatever. That was kind of a mistake, anyway. Yes, it doesn't let us look. At, doesn't let us peek and see if we can use the combo or not. Yes, it technically wasn't free at any point in the game, which it was. You know, Frexy Mana is still busted. But that first spell, it lets you keep way sketchier hands. I was. I kind of pulled back on this, but I didn't actually full sale the thing. But my anecdotal evidence is. In the times that I ever cast, Once Upon a Time is the very first spell of the game. When I was looking for either a creature or a land or anything, either one of, one of the two, I bricked on it probably less than five times. I don't remember bricking Jeez. on this card often at all. The, but the times it bricks, oh baby, nothing feels worse than bricking, putting five pump spells on the bottom, and then going land, 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 creature, land yeah. in an infect deck. Where you could have used any one of those five pump spells and just been like, cool, these pump spells will be the game. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I will say, as someone who has cast their fair share of Gataxian probes and drawn multiple cards off of a single Gataxian probe, um, yeah, that, that card is busted and I can I can understand why. Like, again, I get why Once Upon a Time is, is banned. I get that. But just reading the card and just thinking about what it does, it just doesn't seem that powerful. It's, but at the same time, it's obviously, it's obviously too good. I think... That's a great way, I think, to describe a lot of the cards from 2019. It doesn't look like it would be egregious, but the like sum, I said the, the sum, same thing about Oko. Right. It's the sum of its, I said the exact same thing about Oko. Yeah, like it's the sum of its parts, <laughs> essentially, where it's one in a green. Okay. Instant. Okay. Can be cast for free. Okay. Digs you five cards down. So yeah. in constructed, that's you've already pulled down to 53 maybe drawing 52 that's just under 10 percent. yeah it's just a little under 10 percent of your deck being able to drill 10 percent roughly 10 percent of your deck down hell there was even games where i would literally just go land go to because i might have had a bladed agent in hand i'm like eh, i could cast this here but let me see get two draws off of it where i would cast like yeah. a turn one uh the way my lands were in hand i could go turn one off nexus with another land to activate it next turn if i needed to or yeah. I had the land to play a Blighted Agent in my hand. I didn't need to cast anything that first turn, so I waited my second turn, got two draws off of it, still got a free cast. It's it's the whole of its parts. That's why Veil yeah. got banned in, a lot of, in, in some formats, is because it's one green, and it does... It's a Swiss army knife of a card. Like, yeah. drawing a card if an opponent casts a blue or black spell. Cool. Spells you control can't be countered. All right. You and permits you control gain Hexproof from blue and black to unturn. Whoa. All right now, like all three of those basically hose the exact thing that blue and black are trying to do. Yes, it it, it was a color hoser card, but it hosed too well. Oko, yeah, each individual part. All right, cool, but the fact that they synergize with the it's cheap. It's a three mana planeswalker with four loyalty. It plus ones that then you can plus two it 
to make it six loyalty on turn three. And then you can turn around and plus one it to seven and then just have it just completely roll away with the game from there. Why doesn't Oko die to fry? That's the thing. So, yeah. but yeah, that's it's even the color hosers couldn't hit Oko, which is the craziest part of all of it. Oh, uh, no, the, the black one did, but oh. that involved you playing black and then you're playing Oko still. And yeah, it was, yeah, no, it's, it's too much. But 2019 was a year where the sum of its parts, I guess, added up to a little bit too much on a second look. Yeah. But now so that's modern. RIP once upon a time. It was fun playing you while it lasted. And then that was all the bands. But people were like, but wait, to, there's no pioneer bands? Yeah, to be fair, people were honestly expecting a pioneer band more than anything else. They were looking to maybe, they were like, okay, someone, something out of the Demir Inverter decks is going to get hit. Whether it was Thassa's Oracle, which would still leave the combo technically in play, where you could kind of inverter your deck and win off of the Jace. So that would, that's a good way to like, to do People were advocating for banning Inverter of Truth. Well, yeah. I think I look at it this way. Like, I know Wizards in the past, I was honestly expecting of all the cards, maybe Thassa's Oracle to get hit. Just because usually how Wizards operate in the past with their bands is they look to kneecap, but not decapitate. Yeah. Unless something is overly egregious, like Underworld Breach, which got, you know, the head chopped yeah. off. They would want to kneecap, punch out the knee, or punch out the legs of Inverter, being like, okay, instead of having five pips when you've got jace and thassa's oracle out there you got to stick a jace you got to stick an inverter you got to pray you've just dumped enough of your deck over and oh yeah also by the way you need to draw off a jace and win off of that so yeah that would leave that kind of thing and maybe make it more towards a fairer i guess blue black mid-range control deck with a oops i with i think i would say a less egregious twin combo which is how people were calling so it. yeah 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 um, so my, so all, so the, the reason why they didn't ban anything is that inverter is the best performing combo deck. It has a 49% non mirror win rate, which is less than 50%, which is so funny when you think about it, cause it's functionally 50 in some cases, but I mean, that's still fine. But here's the other thing. Uh, according to the article, it has a bat, it has a negative win rate against five of the top 10 most played decks. And they're saying Lotus Breach decks are even at a lower win rate with more unfavorable yeah. matchups against other top decks. And everyone's like, these are the breakout decks of those Pro Tours, though. It's like, remember, kids, Pro Tours are very inbred metagames. Also that. But that being aside, it's a case of there are people who were the people who were advocating for let's not touch Pioneer guys and gals and everybody else. Let's not let's leave it alone. Or the people like the meta will adjust. The meta will adjust. And surprise the meta actually might have adjusted. Yeah. But... And then there's also some people who are apparently still upset about Heliod walking ballista existing, which I said was a bad combo. And if you're trying to just get that combo off, you're bad for playing it. Just play Mono White Devotion, free roll a couple of ballista. Sometimes you get a free win. But even then, that deck hasn't performed up to mustard. It's not even popping up on their radar. Yeah. So Wizards themselves stated, we're okay with having combo... We're okay with combo having a presence in the Pioneer metagame, but it's certainly possible to have combos that are too strong or too prevalent. So basically, then that led into the deck percentage and like, yeah, it could win, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. And then the Hilliard combo play hasn't really shown itself to be competitive and not showing up at play rates that they consider problematic. So basically, it says I could many see... decks that include the combo do so alongside another primary game plan, which means more diversity of gameplay and fewer games ending with the combo finished. It essentially is less of a to, to bring it back to twin twin is the perfect put this on a pedestal use it as an example deck it was straight up a control deck that just denied your opponent from doing anything and then you could eventually just go i've drawn enough cards i just win the game here yeah these other ones have to enact a plan they have to have a creature they have to have this hit yeah you yep. might just straight up be able to stop something like that they, they printed some counter spells that basically are stifle nowadays mm-hmm yeah, so could, there's a couple of those. You could let, like, you could even be run like, I forget what it's called. Whirlwind Denial, I think it is. Uh, there's Whirlwind Denial, there's Tails End, there's Disallow. I was looking at Whirlwind Denial because it's like... Uh, a, Repudiate. That's the one that basically acts as like a weird fluster storm. Yeah, it's the storm one where it counters unless you pay four. Yeah, so you could basically do that with, okay, you've, you hit this, your wind trigger, whatever, you know, stifle your wind trigger. Yeah. Got him. You're not gonna. They're not gonna have four mana open unless it's later in the game. But then they might, and then you still win. But it's yep. damping. And they also shouted out damping sphere, which 
you should be playing that your card. sideboard. <laughs> you hate that card. You really should be playing in your sideboard. I hate think that I card. sold one or two of them. I probably accidentally sold the two copies that I owned. I have a foil somewhere. <laughs> That's a uh, fifteen bucks. Nice. Um. So my so back oh, kind of oh backing up big thing though to sorry mention, sorry I need to mention this they mentioned in the article so Ian Duke who wrote it mentions. Their hope is to not make any changes until after the Players Tour Finals Houston in late April. So that is, yep. I believe, April twenty fifth and twenty or twenty fourth, twenty fifth, twenty sixth. Yes, that weekend. It's my birthday weekend. Yeah, cause, hey, that's the only reason why I know when it is because it's when Ikoria <laughs> releases, and yep. they're playing that on release weekend for some reason. I think. Yes. So they, yeah, they are. Anyways, um, that's the standard. So yeah, one. yes. No, pioneer. I thought Houston is pioneer, pioneer standard. standard? Or oh, pioneer right. it's, a modern. it's a double constructed, not yeah. Yes, because um, they don't want to do another pre-release pro tour for like they did for War of the Spark. Great idea, poor execution. Yeah. Um. Now, my what I was going to say when you're talking about what to ban out of inverter. No, no, leave Oracle in. Oracle's fine. Ban Jace. Oh. You know why you you know why you ban Jace? Why? Because that also hits uh, Underworld Breach. The Lotus Breach decks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Lotus Breach doesn't play any main deck win conditions. They play fair. They play Fairy of Wishes, which Fairy has granted, which get lets the, which is how they get their Jace out of the sideboard to then win the game. Right. You hit Jace, it forces it forces Underworld Breach to play Thassa's Oracle main deck, so that they have to have something in the main deck that can win them the game. That's my that's my rationale. Now, of course, you could still look at the Lotus Breach deck as a deck that still does the whole granted for Ugin the Spirit Dragon because they have three Lotus they have three Lotus Fields in play, and that can still win them the game. But I'm okay with that. But you know that takes time and that has answers. Yeah. Um. But banning Jace hits hits both of those decks, and since people are afraid of both of those decks, that's one way to neuter both of them at the same time. That's leave them around, still have them do things, but. They just don't have any. They they have a harder time winning the game. Yeah, that is very true. That's that's a great point. And and to be like to be fair, I think your point's valid. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say my own point's valid. But like the reason and logic of why I went for my thing is fairly sound. It's the same. It's sound, but it's also yeah. Yours is like I wouldn't. I would not be. Ups- I I think banning inverter is incorrect because I, like you said, wizards likes to keep decks around if they can, not just completely usher them out of the metagame unless they are too good it's been a um, it's been a bulk mythic for its entire existence because they just really didn't have a way to win with it yeah i do think that the inverter decks backup win condition of attack you with a 6-6 flyer is really good um, they just need to make sure they have enough cards in their <laughs> library or yeah. graveyard when they do it's, the inversion that it's oh uh, it's it's such a cool deck um i'm glad i'm glad it's going to stick around and see if it's able to actually Put it up now. I will say that there's some people who are complaining about it, saying, "Well, the thing is, you're not playing on my FNM where there's 15 people and 10 of them are on Underworld Breach or Inverter." And I'm like, "Well, that's apologies that you're that's local- a different." And that's where you go. Apologies, your local meta is so screwed or skewed. Yeah, screwed and like screwed I understand being tired. I understand being tired of a deck because of over prevalence. Um, but Wizards is looking at it, and Wizards probably has that data too. They're just not telling us. If it how prevalent it is, but well, I mean, remember we we're getting less and less data these days. Yeah, if I if I was the czar of wizards, I would just open the floodgates. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah, it's that's the whole other conversation for a whole other day. We do not have the time for it now. No, but I'm okay. But TLDR, I'm okay with the pioneer ban- no change list. Um, oh yeah, me too. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. So I know I was talking with you kind of brief aside so this weekend is or i was saying i talked to you on the on the side because yeah this weekend coming up is scg baltimore which is pioneer so we will get to see people like i was one who is i was is it solo pioneer yeah it's just straight up pioneer okay uh in the open cool i was very tentative to i had just gotten a whole bunch of credit from card kingdom and i've gone through i sold a bunch of pieces for spirits way back in the day basically all the pieces for current band spirits in uh, what's it called? Pioneer that were mostly a part of the old Bant Coco decks from back way back in standard. Mm. I sold them for like literally pennies on the dollar compared to what they are worth now. Like I think my playset of spell callers, I owned five for something. A playset of my spell callers I sold off for a combined total of five bucks. Where one spell caller yeah. today is twelve dollars. So Oof. it would be 
a good 48 50 bucks which is 10 times what i sold it for which has me mm. which was also part of the reason why i was like uh, do i really want to pay 10 times what i sold it for uh, how many tournaments am i going to play two i'll probably borrow some cards f it i'm just going to run modern side events mm. so i basically pulled myself out of the main event for i don't know i just didn't really have the heart in it it's kind of stinks but i really want to jam another more major tournament but just not having a deck until like the week or two before that's not how i like to roll i know other yeah. people can play perfectly fine that way i just knew I, I wouldn't have the time this week to jam as much spirits matchups as i would need to to be comfortable mm. with the deck granted it plays very much like the old coco decks with tempo wise so it wouldn't have been too much of a stretch and, and i loved that deck but yeah if i do get back into it i'll probably see if i can borrow a spirits deck maybe for philly yeah. in may because philly is also solo pioneer but yeah we'll see but yeah that being that event let's talk about my gp <laughs> and playing yeah because you were you were, you were at magic fest arena i was that was, was that two weeks ago now yeah it was two oh weeks ago God, where's time going it was two weeks ago and it was a blast now i normally say make sure you go to a gp when it's near or magic fest when it's near your house this is not near my house i had to basically fly from dc to san francisco and from san francisco to reno <laughs> i had that's to, backtracking i had to fly past that, that, reno to get to reno it was like that's back that's backtracking yeah you, you, you overshot and then you had to yeah reno's a smaller airport and there's really no direct flights out from the east coast to there so which is fine it makes sense oh no it's fine i got to chill in the uh, american express lounge centurion lounge because yo platinum card what up <laughs> Hey, if if I if I get my fee annual five hundred dollar annual fee waived because I'm military, you're darn right I'm going to have one of those nice cards. Of course, <laughs> tip, of course. If, if listeners out there are in the U.S. Armed Forces, they will waive your yearly uh, fee for that. So just call up mm -hmm. your rep or whatever like that, or sign up for a card. Yeah. Pro tip, just for getting good mileage and stuff like that for points. There you go. Anyway, yeah. Back to the Magic Fest. Hey. Uh, so Thursday or Friday, I flew out late 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 thursday basically my flight had a little bit of weird delay so i ended up landing on friday morning at like 12 20 a.m in reno mm -hmm. but i was able to get to bed room with ben wheeler again the preeminent roommate of magic fests for me i guess nowadays of the the format yep <laughs> uh major canadian highland player highlander player if you don't know who he is but i was able to get in friday morning not even really morning, it was noon, uh, started the PTQ for Modern because A, Modern, remember what I said about Once Upon a Time? I'm going to play that until they took it away from me. And they took it away from me. But I could play it then. <laughs> so, round one. We sit down, we have random playmat, uh, flipped over, we get our promos. They take the playmat away from across the desk table from me away. My opponent still hasn't showed up. There's about 30 seconds before the round is scheduled to start. And then my opponent quickly runs up hits a seat and was like oh i went to the wrong judge's desk to ask where the event was starting because i didn't see my name on a paper and i'm like what's your last name start with he's like oh it's like it was like f or something like that i'm like oh where'd you go he's like i went to the ones all over there by the price the price ticket wall i'm like oh yeah that's l through z you needed the one right next to us right here and i literally just point like kind of so where i'm sitting it was basically at a four o'clock i just point behind me yeah like, it's right there he's like oh i'm like eh, yeah but he made it on time and then proceeded to go turn one, fetch, watery grave, shock, thoughtsies. And I'm like, oh crap, Grixis Death Shadow. And it was because <laughs> there's no other deck in modern that does that. As somebody who also plays Grixis Death Shadow, I know what the play patterns are. Uh, Infect is very soft to GDS, especially game one. I got my butt handed to me pretty thoroughly. I didn't even. Yeah, if they have a lot of counter spells and interaction and discard, it's, it's hard. It's hand attack and removal. That does it for us. It's a, it's a it's a hard life for a combo deck. Yeah, they pick apart whatever piece that they can't handle. If they can handle creatures with like fatal push, they're gonna rip all your pump spells and protection out. So buy vines, goodbye, blossoming defense. So I didn't really have a, a chance there. So go to sideboard, we sideboard, shuffle my deck, present it to my opponent. The minute I slap my deck on the table, you know, it's like you plop it down kind of thing, not like angrily or anything. I noticed the judge had been kind of hovering over our table. Granted, we were at the very end of the table. I should also mention that. And the judge goes, hi, you've been selected for a deck deck inspection. Can you guys please put your decks in your box, blah, 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 the whole spiel. And then he offhandedly said, which one are you using again? And I raised my hands like, okay, cool. Grabbed, the, grabbed our play sheet or our match slip. 
walked away to the judge table. Ten minutes later, apparently what had happened, why it took so long, is that there was a issue where they had to do a deck check in the sealed tournament and a sealed PTQ as well. So there's there's like a sealed PTQ going on at the same time as the modern PTQs. There was an issue there, and that took precedence. The people doing the deck checks had to do that one with the registration error for them. And then judge comes back, puts the opponent's deck down, says, Ian, please walk with me over to another table. And as we're walking, I look at my paper, and I see there's a giant red circle. And I know exactly how my deck lists are laid out because I go alphabetically by CMC. And it was the very last mm. card in the spells line, which meant it was become immense. And I knew exactly. <laughs> Before I sat down, I'm like, I said blossoming defense, didn't I? And like, how'd you know? And I'm like, because it's the spot, it's the only card that I would have miswrote if it was in the become immense slot. He's like, that's exactly what we were thinking happened. And I'm like, ah. he's like, yep, because of that, you're going to get a game loss. And I'm like, and that's a round loss. And you're like, why? And I'm like, because I lost game one. He's like, well, yeah, you, uh, sorry about that. And I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. So I had my very ever first game and match loss due to a deck registration error. It's my first. Yeah, it's not fun. It's my first one ever in like five years of playing events where you need deck registrations. So it sucks that it happened, but I will say this: I am happy that it happened against Grixis Death Shadow with Infect because <laughs> I probably was losing game two anyway. So I, eh. I have eked out. I have won Grixis Death Shadow, but my opponent had to stumble and I had to get really lucky. I'm just glad I didn't have to suffer through any of that. Either way, round two uh, went against Boros Burn. Uh, I was able to knock him out game one with a mutagenic, mutagenic blossoming defense plus a, uh, what's it called? Exalted trigger to hit him for eight. Well, they're already two. Got him. Mm-hmm. Game three or game two, I lost because basically my opponent had double, um, oh, what's it called? Eidolon. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So I was at like 11 and I basically shocked myself down to, I was at nine, three, six. I was enough to. As Ian references his. <laughs> I was enough to. Sorry, as, as Ian references his uh his life total pad. You're actually right. Actually, I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> I, it's very scribbly. Basically, I I had to hit myself down to three to cast enough lethal pump to get myself on a blighted agent. And be like, all right, I've got lethal pump. I'm dead on a crackback because I didn't have enough blockers. If I did have a blocker, I would just basically be dead anyway because I wouldn't have anything to attack into them. So I'm like, all right, they've got two lands up, red-white mana available. They've either got the Lightning Helix to win, they've got a Bolt to win, or they've got Deflecting Palm. Let me make them have it, because otherwise I'm dead. And they had Deflecting Palm, so I lost. The rare occasion where I get to write the Infect, or the Poison, in my health line, which was sad. I got my opponent to four Infect in the game three, but they had just an absolute flurry of burn spells pointed at my face, and I lost. Then, round three... In between rounds, anyway, uh, I was there with a couple bunch of friends and stuff like that. One of them, Allie, who is, they are at Digitech Wire on Twitter. <laughs> they were like, hey, what if we get paired next round? I'm like, Allie, why did you say that? And they're like, wait, why? And I'm like, you just spoke it into existence. We're going to get paired. And they were like, no, it can't happen. So I go, I'm like, I turn around, like I get to the pairings list first. I turn around, like, I give the exasperate, like, you've got to be kidding me look. And they were like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, it's us. Let's go. They were on Storm. <laughs> hate to tell you this, John, but I, I won rather easily. <laughs> How dare you? Well, basically, I was able to roll really quickly. Game one has stuck an Infector turn one and just rolled to victory by turn three before they could get their burn off. Then in game two, I brought in a bunch of my counter spells, which was basically just two uh, spell pierce. And Allie tried to go off with a... Uh, desperate ritual on turn three that would have started churning a bunch of spells off they only had one mana open so i was like spell pierce it and then three turns later they basically they were trying to use that to roll off they never got a bear uh, the mana reduction bears out so either brawl or electromancer and i was able to ride an infector to win so do you play veil i do and yes ali was asking me how i can use veil to beat them yeah, it's because um, so, Veil so, gives you Hexproof from blue, so Gifts Ungiven can't target correct. you. Correct. They were asking me, like, hey, do you know how this is? I'm like, I know there's a way. I don't remember off the top of my head. And it was one of those things where, like, I knew I boarded in, but it would have been in a case of, like, they would have had to cast it. And I would be like, oh, right, this is where I use Veil. I was like, once I remember the use case for it, I was like, right, exactly. So, remember, Veil is color hoser. And because, uh, what is 
gifts on given do it tar- like target player it's pick, target opponent target opponent picks so it says target opponent not each opponent or anything like that being target opponent you get hexproof you have no opponent factor fiction works gifts on given doesn't because it says opponent and opponent an opponent does this yeah so wording is very important uh round four uh for the last round that i basically went went through drop in i got my butt handed to me by a devoted druid combo at the hands of a walking ballista they used once upon a time in game one and how does that ballista have legs i don't know but basically they were able to whose idea was they were able to get their druid and uh vizier remedies out they were able to then snag oh god what did they snag uh, Duskwatch recruiter to drill through their library and then grab the walking ballista, make it a million million and hit me for lethal. Then they Eladomri's called in game two, which let me tell you what, Eladomri's call is a card that needs to get played more in modern, and I hope it does because it is a very good card. It is. The green white, search your library for a card, put it for a creature card, reveal it, put it in your hand at instant. Is very good. Is is V good. And they went off of that. So yep. Went one three dropped. I wasn't, you know, it was one of those things where I wasn't too bummed out. I was like, yeah, all right, cool. Lost, no biggie. Uh, I'd mentioned a couple weekends before the pod in the podcast and stuff like that. I won a 16 packs at Magic Fest New Jersey. I won a booster box when I went to G, uh, SCG Philly, just rolling through the uh, side events with Infect. It was good during those weeks. The meta was soft for it, but something changed in like the week or two before between Philly and Reno. That was like a week or so where there was like a week off. Meta shifted completely. Terrible for it. So people were trying to adjust to the uh, Titan comp, Titan meta. And in doing so, Infect, it brought up the decks that Infect's not that great against. So I probably should putting Infect back on the shelf for a little while. It's, you know, not that great without once upon a time. Just waiting for the next broken card to get printed. I'll probably pick up Grix's Death Shadow or a Shadow variant. In the meantime, uh, it's actually not terrible right now now that creature combo is on the wane thanks to once upon a time ripple effect will happen from there so we'll see how that goes but the rest of reno why did i go out there well good good pal olivia gobert hicks who is one of the preeminent magic cosplayers out there right now she, member of the commander advisory group yes uh, she actually she's actually streaming right now i have her stream paused <laughs> um she streams actually every tuesdays and friday or Tries to do it every Tuesday, sometimes Fridays, at her Twitch stream, Affinity Artifacts. We'll put a link in the show notes for this. Uh, she streams Paper EDH, and I get in on that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So we basically point our cameras at our thing, and we play actual Paper EDH. We shit-talk each other. It's fun. It's great. It's definitely not PG. It's rated R for fun. Uh, but she lives in Reno, and Olivia was like, everybody come to my house, and like actually like literally come to my house because my house is huge. <laughs> or it's big enough to hold a lot of people and her couch is massive, but her husband, John is great friend. Davey, who is a pal of mine, fellow Philly fan, go birds, <laughs> uh, hang out with them. A bunch of the other cosplayers. Uh, I'm going to be remiss to, I'm, there's so many people I hung out with this weekend that I'm not going to try and induce FOMO with anybody, but the main culprits that I hung out with because they need to be mentioned due to costume related reasons is Sydney, AKA Tabby toe claws, uh, Christine Sprankle, Olivia and the, I guess the person who helped me have some of the best fun all weekend, Cat, aka Tarmo Cat on Twitter, who I got to borrow her Jace the Mind Sculptor costume. Uh, she had made it and had a guy's Jace the Mind Sculptor costume. Was able to wear it. They let me hang out with them and be a total derp all weekend. It was great. I had an absolute blast. They like they're like you're having a lot of fun, aren't you? We can tell. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. I'm having fun. Uh, there's just something about it. Like like everyone loves Halloween and stuff like that. And I didn't realize just how much fun. This is my first time ever actually cosplaying and boy, howdy. It was a great time. Uh, got some good pictures. There's some fun stuff. I'm actually going to share on Twitter. Once I get it should be later this week, hopefully, but we'll, we'll address the whole Twitter thing at the end of the episode for the follows. I did also mystery booster draft four times on the weekend. Funnily enough, did not play a single game of commander. <laughs> Despite having a command zone pass. I, yeah, no, that was uh, t- the mystery boosties are too much fun. Seriously, go draft the set. Oh, by the way, they did show the foil sheets for the mystery boosters, which come out in stores this weekend. Stormcrow. 
Yeah, foil Stormcrow, baby. Uh, so there's no other reason to get the foils. No, nah, there's some decent foils in there. Send triplets is in there, which is I am kidding. Also, I'm making a fun. Oh yeah, because part of you people know. Are like, oh, these foils aren't valuable. It's like, bro, it's it's a hundred and five. Basically, retail value for the box is like a hundred ten dollars. You're probably gonna make twice that amount on the. You'll cards probably in that be box. fine. Over half of those foils are rare. Three of the drafts. I, You'll be fine. The only thing they did was take out the playtest cards and put in foils, meaning Mana Crypt is still there. Bloom Tender is still there. Teferi's Protection is still there. I had a guy across from me, Logan, who's actually playing on Levy's stream right now. He was sitting across from me in the draft. Pack one, pick one. Teferi's Protection. Pack two, pick one. Teferi's Protection. He's the Luck Sack. He is Luck Sack, whoever Luck Sacked. I saw somebody get a... It was expropriate in a Bloom Tender in the same pack. Um. Mm. Yeah, somebody passed me an expropriate. I was like, "Get in, forty-five bucks. What up?" I did. I did not draft a. Is that really what it's at? It's like forty-five bucks, man. Jeez. It's like 30, 45 bucks. It was only ever printed in a conspiracy. In conspiracy two, electric boogaloo. I remember. Yeah, but that's the seven mana. It's like five blue blue. Eight nine 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 nine. It's seven blue blue. Uh, will of the council. Uh, each player votes for time or money. For every vote of time, you take an extra turn. For every vote of money, you take you gain control of a permanent that player controls. It's it's V good. Uh, I got it counterspelled in a game. <laughs> I I got to cast it in one of my games uh, in Mystery Booster Draft when I was playing Mono Blue with the Marari Conjecture. So I copied it. Ooh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> my opponent con- my opponent immediately conceded. So but <laughs> so basically, I didn't. I ended up positive money. So basically the entries for those drafts at a Grand Prix, Mas- Magic Fest, even SCG Con had them. Major events like PAX will have them and stuff like that too. Check it out if something's nearby. Draft it if you have the chance. It's $25, and I swear to God, I walked out with at least $45 worth of cards. There are some artifacts that you are like innocuous that you wouldn't think are worth anything that are $10 cards. Um, I don't. I got to cast Evil Boros Charm. Nice. I don't remember the name of the card. It's the artifact from I want to say Shadowmore that has there's a lot of those. Untap. It's an equipment. Uh, Umbral mantle. Yeah, the one that gives plus two plus yeah, two when you untap it. The one that goes infinite with uh, most mana dorks yep. that make multiple mana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Eight dollar card. Didn't yeah. know it. I'm like, this looks cool in the deck for attackers. Let me get in. It it was like the sixth pick of the that pack. People didn't know it was a nine dollar card. I was like, "You guys know that card's like ten bucks, right?" They're like, "What?" I'm like, yeah, "Everybody passed me a ten dollar bill." <laughs> There's yeah, Umbral, Umbral Mental is the key to a lot of really janky creature combos. Oh yeah, it's it just that alone. Just I use that as a nice example of saying like, no, you wouldn't necessarily look at it as like, "Hey, this card is busted." It's just like, oh, maybe if I got a creature deck, I can. When you attack, you can just untap it. Cool. No, it's hilarious, and the set is amazing. The reason I wanted to make- or you can do as I do and pack one, pick one, expropriate into pack one, pick two, cage sun. Oh, baby. That deck went 0-1, but it was the coolest deck to ever go 0-1. Yeah, I, um, I got to hang out with a whole bunch of Magic content creators from guys from the Masters of Modern podcast to other podcasters, Shivam. I got to meet Pleasant Kenobi. That guy's a hoot. Um, whole bunch of other people, but day two was great because the girls that I mentioned, the cosplayers, were doing a witcher planeswalker crossover so or magic crossover i shouldn't say all planeswalkers because olivia was calanthe slash marchesa uh sydney was oh my god i'm blanking oh right siri nahiri the siri no yeah uh cat was yennefer or it was a liliana of vengerberg so liliana and yennefer and sprank yeah that's spranks was chandra triss oh yeah that's scans. and then i was like with dinner they were mentioning the thing that they were doing i'm like you know i could just do jace get a guitar and be jace Kier, right <laughs> and they're like why didn't we think of that cat was like man if i had only known i would have like made you puffy sleeves and i'm like that's ah, fine so we, i put a call on twitter somebody actually responded who goes to university of nevada reno who runs their magic uh twitter account for their club they have there he's like yeah i live locally i can bring you a guitar tomorrow and i'm like you are amazing and i love you hi let's do this so i had a guitar and was walking around the gp all day all day like just being a total goober and it was the best thing ever i also wrote at dinner when they were talking about that we were at a brew pub and i was a little bit tipsy after drinking some craft beers uh in a flight and it was also leap day so they had pints that were two dollars and 29 cents 
Oh, nice. It was so nice. Let me tell you, the beer was delicious. That's dangerous. It was delicious too. That was that was the craziest part. Um, but yes, I basically hammered out while still being social with people a full parody of toss a coin to your walker. So toss a coin to your Witcher. Witcher. But for planeswalkers with the gate watch and all that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah. I I intend to record it one of these days, maybe this week, maybe next week. I want to at least get it out there relatively close to Reno, but it, you know, as long as I do within a month, I should be fine. But look for that coming to Twitter and YouTube sometime soon. <laughs> look at it at a computer near you. Yeah, but I had an utter blast. Uh, definitely, again, I, I know we say this every single time we talk about going to an event. If there is an event in your area and it's like an SEG event or a tournament or a Magic Fest, seriously, take the time, go on a Saturday, go hang out, maybe do some Commander. They have one-day passes for the Command Zone. Sometimes they don't sell out. depends on how big your event is. I know SCG is doing a Command Zone Now 2 thing. I don't know quite the details on that, but I know they have them at their events. They had it at Philly. But just go draft, do some side events, just hang out, buy some cards, sell some cards. It, just have fun. It's a great way to celebrate the game. Uh, just get out there, see the people. But remember, wash your darn hands because COVID-19 is a thing. Wash your hands. But other than that, yeah, I had an utter blast. Um, can't thank Olivia enough for being Olivia, John, and Davey for being such amazing, wonderful hosts. Seriously, y'all three are amazing. Uh, Olivia and John, especially for bringing us on your home. Can't wait to see y'all again. Uh, utter blast. Yeah, good times. How about y'all? Oh, another thing is too. Yeah. I keep saying hammering home. You go to these events. Go to these events. FOMO is a thing. Davey did an amazing article. I will put that in the show notes as well about like he had kind of a, a light, light, light bulb moment, the clicking thing, you know, Eureka of how to deal kind of with FOMO and fear of missing out and not going to certain events and only maybe only being able to go to certain things, but not being able to afford to go to these other ones. And you see some of these people going to like all the events and hey, not everybody's got the same kind of schedule, monetary funds, the ability to travel time off. Like, I would be traveling all over the dang place if I had the time off to do so. But I don't. So I only try to pick my pick my spots where I can. But don't yeah. be sad if you miss an event where everyone looks like they're having a blast. Because you might get to go have a blast in an event where they can't be at. You never know. But anyway, yeah. that's it for me. It was fun. I had a blast. The event space... Oh, quick to side note. The event space was for the event... For the size of the event that it was compared to Jersey, which I'd been at like a couple weeks earlier... It was way more open. The event hall, obviously, it's the Reno Sparks Convention Center. They had a lot more room than just the tiny little Meadowlands Center. But it was great. Uh, yeah, had a blast. We had snow up there, too. It nice. actually snowed on Saturday night. Hmm. Yeah, it's fun. But anyway, cool. that's it. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for... Well, I think... <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> yeah, I think that wraps it up. Um, Ian, if people wanted to find you on the social medias and see your Jace Cure cosplay where can they do so you guys can find me on twitter and instagram hey because i posted photos there too basically double tap but instagram you don't have to scroll through all my stuff but they're both dixon ij that's d-i-x-o-n-i-j i'm gonna try and post more on instagram a little bit you don't have to go follow on instagram it's cool if you want to but twitter instagram dixon ij twitch.tv slash dix d-i-x for streaming uh i know there's a whole bunch of games coming out I want to actually stream. I know I my, my work schedule keeps changing on me. It changed again, so it's in flux, but I should actually have more time in the afternoons now with how it's changing. It, like, place shifts around. It's weird. But I might try streaming more Pokemon. Hmm. I'll stream some more Magic because I miss it. I really do. I'm just going to try to get at least one a weekend. You know, that's how it starts. The train rolling again. There you go. John, where can they find you? Yeah. You guys can find me on Twitter at jwiley129. That's J-W-I-L-E-Y-129. You can also find me on Twitch at the same handle. See me in the chat room. Don't hesitate to say hi. Uh, I am actually going to be going to an event soon here at the end of April. Same weekend as your birthday. I'm going to be at uh, SCG Worcestershire. Worcester? Worcester. 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 However you pronounce that. Strain. uh, What's it called? Massachusetts? It's in Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be participating in the Team Open uh, with uh, a couple of people. One of them is a fellow Magic content creator, uh, Majin Shinsa, uh, who is well-known for his jank. Um, and we're going to be the uh, suit brigade. We're all going to be wearing suits. Nice. It's going to be what great. Are you on Modern? 
Uh, yeah, I'm on modern. Uh, Majin is on uh, standard, and we have a third uh, from uh, Magic Discord that we're both part in, who's the pioneer seat. Um, I'll I'll be playing Storm, and uh, for those who don't know, you should go check out his uh, his content. We'll put a link uh, to his YouTube or Twitch something in the in the show notes below. Um, he's very fond of Kethis, the Hidden Hand. Oh, baby, Kethis like, combo. R- like, like, really fond oh. of Kethis. He, no, he, no, he's playing standard Kethis. Standard? Not Kethis combo. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's gonna be great. Sweet. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. I also mention my friend Davey from Olivia's thing. I just want to give a mad props to him because he actually got picked up by TCG Player to write articles for them. So, yay. Nice. Yay for friends. Nice. Uh, he, this Friday, I think, is his first article. So go check it out. Nice, 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 nice. Anyways, if you want to reach the podcast directly, you can do so in one of two ways. Wait, you can hit us up on... It's not, it's not huh? TCG. It's Cool Stuffing. There you go. Cool Stuffing. If you want to hit, reach the podcast, you can just hit us up in two ways. Either on Twitter at Eyes the Mice or by email at uh, Eyes the Mice at gmail.com. We would love to hear how we can best improve the podcast for you, our lovely listeners. On behalf of Ian, I'm John. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next time. Mm-hmm.